This is Honest Math Chat, and I am Mona Eel. Today's episode is all about math joy. I don't know about you, but my math class could use a little joy. As a former math avoider, I know that if I had a teacher that helped me see the joy in math, everything could have been different. So on today's math chat, we are going to get honest about what joy looks like in the math classroom. This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Where's the joy in your classroom? Does the joy in your classroom live in math class? Oftentimes as elementary school teachers, joy is the opposite of math. For so many years as a teacher, I found my joy in the classroom in reading picture books, during morning meeting, when pulling small groups to discuss texts with my students, reading their writing, and playing games. Often, math was the opposite of joy in my classroom. That was until I discovered a way of teaching that was student-centered in math. When I decided that my curriculum was a tool and that our math units and lessons could be centered around my students thinking just as much as my read-alouds were and my small groups were, that my students had thoughts in math and I wasn't giving them enough time and attention to discuss them. It wasn't until I started to think about planning for math in a new way. Not planning by opening the textbook and thinking about which workbook pages we were going to do, but instead planning for math by thinking about and anticipating how my students would solve. Considering what my students already knew how to do and how I could level up what they knew how to do. Joy in math is now contagious. Students that come into my math class thinking, I'm not a math person, or this is boring, leave with a fire in their hearts for math that makes me so proud. As a former math hater, truly, an avoider of math for almost all of my schooling and some of my teaching years, I am on a mission to make sure my students see the joy in math. Not the joy in math based on games and computers and you know, the fun projects, but in everyday problem solving, that they find the joy in pushing themselves to solving real world problems, to seeing math in their culture, to seeing math in their day-to-day lives. I recently got to hear Dr. Goldie Muhammad, author of 
Unearthing Joy and Cultivating Genius, recently give a keynote speech at the EL National Conference. Her speech was about cultivating our students' genius and infusing joy into our classrooms. Dr. Muhammad shared 10 lessons of joy from historical examples, including these five. Joy is connected to self-determination and self-empowerment. Joy is when we cultivate the mind and the heart together. Joy is when we center love, music, and art. Joy is connected to justice and criticality. And joy is enacted when youth voices and truths are centered and shared. Dr. Muhammad encouraged teachers listening and myself to consider how we integrate joy into our daily lessons in classrooms. And this really got me thinking because she gave examples of how curriculum and learning can be infused with joy. That it doesn't just have to be an add-on right before recess or as a way to, you know, spark a little excitement. But instead, she showed us how joy could fuel culturally responsive teaching and learning. And this got me thinking about how teaching post-pandemic could really use some more joy. So with Dr. Muhammad's lessons of joy in mind, here are a few things that you can do to bring joy to your teaching while keeping things calm and consistent. Number one, joy is connected to self-determination and self-empowerment. The stories we share with our students help students be empowered. I like to infuse joy into our days during our read-alouds. I love reading my students' biographies, specifically stories that can serve as windows and mirrors and sliding glass doors for students. This means that students can see themselves while also seeing experiences that they might not know in their day-to-day life. Try out these two books. Queen of Physics, How Wu Xin Sheng Helped Unlock the Secrets of the Atom by Teresa Robeson illustrated by Rebecca Hong, and The Girl with the Mind for Math, The Story of Ray Montague by Julia Finley Masca and illustrated by Daniel Riley. These life stories can help students recognize their own self-determination. I suggest using questions and turn and talks to engage your students to reflect on their connections to this story and the lessons that they can learn. Dr. Muhammad's Joy lesson number two, joy is when we cultivate the mind and the heart together. Revisit mindset. Typically at the beginning of the year, we spend a lot of time building our classroom community and reestablishing the language for mindset with our students. We need that in our math community. However, by the middle of the year, it usually has fallen off. We're cruising along in our curriculum and oftentimes we forget to pause and consider mindset. But when we slow down to encourage students to share their heart and mind in the classroom, we build community and community is joy. I like to use books to do this as well. And some of those books I like to use, one is called I Can Do Hard Things, Mindful Affirmations for Kids by Gabby Garcia. This is a great way to start a conversation about affirmations. Then students can create their own affirmations 
or you can offer up some math affirmations. One of my favorite things to do is to create a display in my classroom of math affirmations. Some of them include, I have everything I need inside of me to solve this problem. Or, I'm still learning this. I won't give up. Lesson number three from Dr. Muhammad is, joy is when we center love, music, and art. Let's talk about music and math. Music is an instant engagement boost in the math classroom. I learned my multiples and how to multiply through singing in math class in third grade. And I am doing the same thing. And I've done the same thing for years with my students. I love to play these old school songs that my students roll their eyes about, but they are so engaging. Students leave my class knowing how to count by every number from one to 12. I think we do through 12. Yeah, yeah. Um, And although they roll their eyes about the music, they love it. They know how to count by sevens because of music. We have a lot of fun laughing, joyfully sharing these ideas because of music. Or what about having students make songs using their favorite school appropriate song about a math concept that you're learning? Maybe one that's really kind of complex to motivate them to understand the math concept while also putting it to song. I bet you'll make a lot of memories if you try that one. All right, for our final joy lesson from Dr. Muhammad is joy is enacted when youth voices and truths are centered and shared. Here is my plug for let your students talk with a purpose. Giving your students time to talk about their math thinking is critical for students to feel connected to our classroom community. In a student-centered classroom, it has to be about your students' thinking more than the ideas that you are sharing. When students feel like their math ideas are valued, they're more motivated and engaged in the work. A simple way to start this, or continue this year-round, is to have students share how they solved a problem and simply scribe the steps that they describe onto the board. Ask for two to three different ways to solve a problem and chart it up. Put it on your whiteboard. Put it on a piece of chart paper. And once those strategies are shared, ask students to talk to each other. Ask them to compare and contrast the ways that those students solved. Ask them to discuss this in partners, trios, small groups. And then end with a whole group conversation where students share out what they discussed in their groups. You'll not only notice a greater sense of joy in their math conversations, but you'll notice that every single student is talking. Maybe not the first time you do it, but definitely by the second or third time, you'll notice everyone's participating. When we take the pressure off getting answers right and we focus on the process, students are more engaged. They're more motivated to participate. Enact joy in your students by letting them talk about their math truths. Use their voice to describe their thinking to describe how they solved the problem. Teacher friend, I wish you joy and peace as you enter into this week of teaching your students. Through thoughtfully infusing joy into your students' day, we can all cultivate a classroom community that's both culturally responsive and engaging for our students. As you plan for those joyful additions into your day, 
I hope you will continue to share them with not only each other and the teachers in your building, but share them here with us. If you would leave a review on this podcast of how you infuse joy into your classroom after listening to this episode, I would feel so much joy. I absolutely love this honest math chat community, and I wish you an absolutely joyful week with your students. Well, that was your dose of honest math chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.